Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 145, the one where we all have to be extra sensitive to Bob right now because he's having a really hard time making his coffee, and I'm afraid that if I say anything out of line... Why'd you have to bring it up, Will? He's going to hit me. I went to the doctor today, everybody. I went to the dermatologist, and I got diagnosed with eczema inside of my nose. That's a thing, apparently. So I'm not picking my nose <laughs> throughout this. I am scratching it. If anybody asks, but no, I was looking. For, I was. I. I we. we I, I was trying to. I, we have pour over the pour over situation for the coffee. Yes. All right. Yeah, I know. I have my own. Yeah. Where's the goddamn tea kettle? Tea kettle's missing. The pour-over cups are missing. Everything. Everything's everything missing. Everything was a disaster. Like a half an hour right before this. Yeah. So this is Keurig. Yep. This is a this is a disaster. Is that the cookie one or yeah, is it okay. the sugar cookie? Yeah. Garbage. Hello everybody. Hello Duncan. Hello bright shiny shadow. Hello Victor. Hello Grimhane. Hello Mark. Hello Deceptijohn. Hello Alex. Hello everybody. Hello anyone and everyone who is here. Um. Mark Murphy says, is there Venom spoilers here? Please don't make me leave. Not till the end. No, yeah, we'll save them to the end. He's going to talk about Venom. I, I haven't seen it, but I could care less about the spoilers. So you're all right if I spoil? Yes. Well, okay. Uh, we will let you know when the spoilers happen. So It'll you have plenty of time very to end. leave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before the whole Q&A and everything. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. How are you? <laughs> we have there's a lot to talk about but we're gonna plow through a lot yeah uh xbox apparently we knew this this was a rumor this was a rumor and this is hot off the time. heels of uh google announcing project stream last week you know our father told me about this really while he was listening to fox news Oh, <laughs> so, so they had the hot scoop. So a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> Microsoft announces Xbox game streaming service. So it's a thing. Yes. So it's now a thing. According to Kotaku, today Microsoft, today as of Monday. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft announced its plans to enter the world of video game streaming with Project X Cloud, an ambitious service with a silly title that promises to allow the streaming of Xbox One games across computers, phones, and tablets. Microsoft says it's currently testing out Project X Cloud and plans to open up tests to the public next year. In a blog post, the company said, wow! The company said that game developers will be able to support the streaming service, quote, with no additional work, and that in addition to trying to solve the big old latency problem with Microsoft's many data centers, the team is developing, quote, a new game-specific touch input overlay for controller-free playing. So you can play it on your freaking well, tablet. Yeah. Did they say phone? I think they said mobile. Yeah, uh, across phones. computers, phones, and tablets. Yo, if I could play freaking, I don't know why this is the first thing that came to my head, Sonic 4 on my phone. <laughs> oh, no, they have it on the phone. Yeah, they have it on the phone, yeah. Because uh, uh, I can't think of a game, an Xbox game that I would want to play on my phone. Not Red Dead 2? <laughs> Red Dead 2, yeah, but I'm probably getting that for PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sonic Adventure yeah. 2. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. If I could play. Because Microsoft's really good at backwards compatibility. Yes. So get all those original Xbox games. Yeah. All of our original. So how would it work if we have a disc? Well, the disc is... Mm. 
It wouldn't. It probably it would. wouldn't. You'd right? have to like if it's part of your library, your digital library. Right. Okay. Still, I have a bunch of games. Yeah. Maybe Cuphead. Cuphead would be awful on the phone. Yeah, probably. Uh, Red Dead though would be. That would be good. Uh, quote, our goal with Project X Cloud is to deliver a quality experience for all gamers on all devices that's consistent with the speed and high fidelity gamers experience and expect on their PCs and consoles, the company said. This news comes just a week after Google announced its own stab at the streaming world, Project Stream, which entered a closed beta test this weekend and allows users to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey in a Google Chrome Tab, I should have signed up for that beta yeah. just so I could play Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I haven't played it yet. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's good. Uh, I'm not going to play it because apparently the microtransactions are out of control. I heard they already got hacked. Really? Yeah, people right. already hacked the microtransactions. Apparently, there's a, you can pay $10 and you get XP much faster. Mm-hmm. And like it greatly improves the game. That sucks. So I, they will not get my money for that game. That sucks. Um, in a perfect world, Ubisoft will not get my money until they release Rainbow Six Patriots, but that's another story. <laughs> oh my god. We need an Unseen 64 on Rainbow Six Patriots. We do. I would love to see what the hell that... I'm, uh, this is a complete tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm upset that about uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Because yeah. it, was, it was not good when it came out. And uh, now it's supposedly good, but it's still not Rainbow Six. It's not, yeah. it's not the Rainbow Six yeah. we've come to know and love. I saw the, the trailer they released for Patriots like... Yeah, years ago I saw, it, I saw it again recently like, it still holds up like I really wish we got that game it's very upsetting yeah. um, oh we got a sponsor yeah thank you Deceptijohn for three months on Twitch Prime thank you oh we yeah. also there's a little button underneath uh, the video now yes. on regular old YouTube join and you can become a member on regular old YouTube not yeah. just Twitch so if you hang out on YouTube a lot and you get a little icon next to your comments too now Mm. So all the little flair that you get in the stream, you get it in the comments too, which is pretty cool. So I think xCloud is cool. Do you think it's gearing up for the next generation? Probably. Yeah. You know, I think Microsoft, when they did uh, their Game Pass thing, the, the brilliant thing they did was you download the games to your hard drive as opposed to PlayStation Now, which was all cloud-based. Hmm. Because currently... You know, the infra- the internet infrastructure in this country is not built for extreme, uh, you know, cloud services like this. We're lucky where we are because we're in yeah. a major metropolitan area. Yeah, but like people, like I have family in Tennessee and Kentucky that don't have good internet at all. Right. Like this, like they would never Once be Once you to... get outside of the little tri-state area or, yeah. or like off of the coasts, it's going to get real spotty. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a problem. So you're saying that Microsoft will also need a solution for people like that? Yeah. So like, well, that's the rumor is that they're going to have a console and they're going to have a cheaper one that is just for streaming. The the thing is like, if, if they are going to move towards cloud-based gaming, that's one thing. If they're going to move to cloud-based gaming only, that's a problem. Because right. even here, like streaming a hundred gig game, you know, over the internet, it, like, is really hard to do. Well, you mean downloading it? Down, well, streaming. If like, well, downloading it, it's hard to do. 
you know, because it takes forever. Right. But like streaming it, like, could be a whole nother problem. Because you're not, you know, you're not streaming, you're not the, streaming whole the whole game at a time. Yeah. 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 But I mean, still, you're, if you're rendering all this horsepower that has to transmit over the internet, if Netflix cuts out on you a lot. Yeah. Well, Netflix is a whole nother story. Netflix has, Netflix could very easily fix itself. Yeah. Netflix has its own problems that are just, they just don't care. Yeah. They just don't care. Look at YouTube. YouTube is like, more or less flawless. I know people are going to be like, no, it's not. Yeah. But it's pre- I've never had streaming problems on Netflix, YouTube. whenever I watch stuff on my upstairs Xbox, Netflix is the only app that buffers and like I need to exit mm. and enter again. None of the other apps do that. Mm. Yeah, Netflix also is only 720, like most of the time. So it depends on what, well, it depends on what package you buy. But yeah, uh. I think they output mostly at like 720. And then, like, you know, depending on your connection, they'll go up to 1080. Oh. So. Let's uh, address the super chat here from yes. John Enquist. $20, which is Damn, a lot. So we better address this. We better address this. Thank you. Uh, hey, guys. Look forward to both of your videos every week. And the return of the backlog has made me a happy guy. I got two questions. What are you playing on your Switch these days? And have you played Hollow Knight? I played Hollow Knight. It's good. Uh, I didn't get very far in it. I streamed it. So you can watch me play it in on, on our stream channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are you playing on your Switch these days? I played a little bit of Mega Man 11. I've been playing that. I've been playing Pokemon Heart Gold, <laughs> which is not on my Switch. But yeah. Mega Man 11, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, Mario most, Party, which I'll talk about later. I've mostly been playing Spider-Man, which is also not on the Switch, but it should be. Uh, because everything should be on the Switch. Uh, and I've actually mostly been playing uh, with the NES Classics on it. Oh, yeah. Which will ties into something else we we're going to talk about later. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> so let, let's uh, try and hurry up with this Xbox news. Um, I think it'd be really, really, really cool to be somewhere, like out and about. Like, oh, I got to wait online. DMV, this sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait. You whip out your phone, uh, get a Halo PUBG. session in. Yeah, yeah, get a Halo session in. That'd be sick. Yeah, no, listen. Play it, a little Sonic Adventure. Yeah, it's all, this is all like a good idea, but it, it just, it can't be the only idea. Right. Like, when X, when the next Xbox comes out, if it wants to have cloud gaming, that's fine, but it has to offer, uh, f- you know, download to hard drive. It, it, I mean, I would be okay if it didn't offer discs, but like they pr- it probably will. So it should have a disc slot so you can play your old games if they're really going to push backwards compatibility. I think though. the next generation should uh, get rid of discs. I think they should just do it already. See, be as be as bold. What's the word they use? As Apple with the headphone jack. What do they What do they call that? Courage. Have the courage of Apple and get rid of discs. But the thing is, like, if Microsoft is really into backwards compatibility and like they're really pushing that, they're gonna need a way for you to play Have all an your accessory. old games. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like the remember the HD DVD drive. You know, you probably don't save a lot of money by removing a disk drive from the hardware like it you know i mean blu-ray drives are still like i forgot blu-ray they're 50 bucks like yeah, to buy yeah, one get for rid your of computer it. get rid of it completely so, and then making an accessory yeah you could do that but that's what that's that's what i say okay. but but suppose the rumor is that there is going to be two package two xboxes can we can we right. look that up uh you know i remember you Saying we talked that, about it on the yeah the we stream. talked about it and I think my my position then is the same as now like there can't be a just streaming box. The Sun 
reported Xbox 2 confirmed. <laughs> Please do not call it that. I'm pretty sure the Sun is a, like the British equivalent of the National Enquirer. It so. is. Yeah, they're saying it's confirmed. VR, no. Release date, uh, who knows? Yeah, no, this is not what, what I wanted. There's an article somewhere that said there was going, going to be, it's it's going to be two versions. Yeah. Uh, I forget. Basically, what we want is a cloud version and one, a, a cheaper cloud version that mm-hmm. has barely anything in it and a more expensive like hardcore one that's like an xbox one x right and it would be really cool if the xbox one x is already set up to play those games yeah at least stream them Mm -hmm. you know because microsoft is going for the service yeah they 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 know that uh that's where their money is that's where that that's what they could be good at yeah because they have the infrastructure as far as i know like microsoft's cloud infrastructure is very stable like you like their business infrastructure is especially they, they own mixer you yes. know the streaming yeah. service and uh supposedly it's the most latency free really yeah but some people say it's the most latency free because there's not a lot of viewership mm-hmm. so there's not a lot of traffic but uh still it's yeah. it, it's it seems like they got their stuff together yeah. at least with that so that's a start i forgot the name of their like i think it's like azure it's like their cloud, like their business cloud service. Azure, Azure Gunvolt? Yeah. <laughs> and like it's supposed to be like excellent for what like it needs to do. Do you use Google Drive? I do. Or do you use Dropbox? I use every, I literally use everything. Do you have a paid service for any of those? No. Oh, okay. Never mind them. Why? Uh I have a paid Dropbox. Okay. But uh part of our Google uh business thing, you can like upgrade to like the google drive uh, but i don't know if i want to do it azure microsoft azure and what is that uh is cl- that their one drive that- no okay uh which i have an account for too uh, jesus christ <laughs> azure is a cloud computing service created by microsoft for building testing deploying and managing applications and services through a global network of microsoft managed data centers i know businesses use it a lot so for them to do like their cloud computing and okay like their, things like oh, that so that would basically be exactly yeah what this so is. they're probably using the azure technology towards us okay i think this is a good idea mm-hmm. i think this is what they should do uh what does the chat think vvll vvs league gaming says you actually own the games physically what does that mean yes physical has to stay man oh that's what he's saying he's saying don't get rid of the cd drive uh Duncan says, do y'all think they're going to stick to the number naming convention? If so, what number? I honestly don't know what they will call it. Xbox Five. Um, it would technically be the fourth Xbox. I think that the cloud service opens it up to they could do basically whatever they want. Yeah. The X. Well, it's going to be called X Cloud, right? Did they, is that? Well, it's Project X Cloud. Pro, oh, so we don't know. So yet. we don't know what the final name is. It's. The streaming service is going to be called something, and mm-hmm. then the device that you play the streaming service off of is going to be called its own thing. Yeah. So it'll probably that'll be probably like the Xbox, yeah. and then the streaming service will be called something completely different. I wouldn't be surprised if they just call it the new Xbox, like to just drop it all completely. Yeah, like the Xbox. Yeah. Because th- this is the box, and then it'll forever be iterated on. Yeah. Because uh, you just, if you don't have the newest Xbox, you will just stream the games. Yeah. 
uh, which I think is fine. Although, again, our infrastructure in America isn't set up for yeah. that in a lot of places. But then there's just those people are going to have to buy the newest Xboxes. Yeah. So I mean, they're I mean, they're, that's already what they're doing anyway. Yeah. Hopefully, they won't come out as frequently, or they won't come out more frequently like, with new like, hardware like phones they got like every year yeah. or every two years yeah, even, no. as fre- even as frequently as the xbox one x came out yeah like that was too frequent yeah like give it like four or five years um fred says x cube and he should time himself out <laughs> um eric says xbox one remastered <laughs> uh anyway i think xbox should stay in the streaming that's the way that they should go however playstation yes playstation on the other hand uh is working on a ps5 right let me let me put the timestamp in uh with the fifth anniversary of the playstation 4's debut approaching sony has confirmed that it is in development that it is developing a successor to the console at this point what i what i can say is it sorry i'm dying (laughs) <laughs> At this point, what I can say is that it's necessary to have a next-generation hardware, said Kenshiro Yoshida, Sony's president and CEO, in an interview with the Financial Times. I tried to put the link to the Financial Times article in it, but you need a subscription. So, I hate that. They can... they can F off. Yeah. Uh, so, this is through Polygon. Yoshida did not... Yoshida did not name the console, so there is no information yet on whether it is officially called the PlayStation 5. There's also no word on a release window, although John Kodera, the CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, that's the official name of the company's gaming division, suggested in May that the next PlayStation is at least three years away. Three years away? Yeah. He said, quote, We will use the next three years to prepare the next step to crouch down so that we can jump higher in the future, said Kodera. Sony plans to employ that strategy through its 2020 fiscal year, which ends in the spring of 2021. So the PS5 may not come until after that point. So what? <laughs> uh, it doesn't take the, the reading tea leaves to figure out that it would make sense for Sony to produce a new PlayStation. The PlayStation 4 is easily Sony's most successful hardware platform since the PlayStation 2, which remains the best-selling video game console of all time with over 155 million units sold. Sony has sold more than 81.2 million PlayStation 4s worldwide, already surpassing the lifetime sales of the PlayStation 3, which shouldn't be saying much. Yeah. Uh, More importantly, the PlayStation division has been Sony's top performing business segment in every full fiscal year since the company launched uh, the PlayStation 4 in November of 2013, starting with the 2014 fiscal year, which began on April 1st. In Sony's 2017 fiscal year, which ended March 31st, 2018, revenue from Sony's gaming business amounted to 1.94 trillion yen, or $17.53 billion. Nearly 23% of the company's $75 billion total. Uh, Is there anything else in this article? No, I was just going on about, like... So basically, all these people freaked out because Yoshida said... At this point, what I could say is it's necessary to have a next-generation hardware. So everybody yeah. freaked out? Yeah, pretty much. I'm upset. <laughs> you should always assume I'm upset. that um, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are working on next-generation hardware. Yeah. Always assume that. 
even when the second they come out with a yeah, new the hardware, the second the PlayStation Four came out, expect them to be working on PlayStation Five. Yeah, they're they're launching right into the next one. Don't expect it to come out anytime soon, though. I keep thinking I'm I would put money down on next year. Yeah, I know at, you do. At, at the I holidays think, next year, I you know I agree with especially uh, if X Cloud is coming out next year. Yeah, but I mean. <sighs> How many people are going to use xCloud, really? Like, I'm with Codera when he says, like, probably, like, 2021. Part of the reason why I think next year is because I think uh, The Last of Us looks like a next-generation game. The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. I think that's a next-generation game. I don't know. Red Dead Redemption 2 looks pretty damn good. Spider-Man looks really good on my regular PlayStation 4. I think Red Dead Two looks looks pretty similar to uh, The Last of Us Two, mm-hmm. but I think I think that I, I think that the, the next year is a good time to release something else for for PlayStation anyway for for Sony because uh, the PlayStation Four Pro kind of you know like yeah it didn't, didn't really do that great didn't do that great people just buy regular PlayStation Fours yeah it's like staying afloat but yeah. We're, we're, we're about due for a new console generation. Nintendo is leading the front on a new console generation. Yeah. They're, they're the only console in, what is it, the ninth generation? Or is it the eighth generation? Uh, but wait, is the Switch part of this generation or next generation? I think it's part of the next generation. Why wouldn't it be? Because the Wii U was, was, uh, the three, was the Xbox One generation, right? Right. But I don't know, because it's like... It's like it's Wikipedia has a list of the generations. Yeah. Uh, Eighth generation. Let's it's see. It's the seventh major home video game console from Nintendo. Oh, it counts in the eighth generation. That's dumb. I think they're going to retrofit that. I don't I think, think so. I think they're no, going to change this. I don't this. think so. Because the Wii U only lasted like, what, like three years before they canceled it and then the new one came out? Uh, No. It came out in 2012, the Wii U. And then when did the Switch come out? 20... 2017. That's like a long time. That's like five years. Wow. Uh, and that's like that's like reasonable, you know. That's a yeah. reasonable console life cycle. The Wii U came out early. Yeah, the Wii U came out in 2012, and the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One came out in 2014. So it was two years early. Yeah, that's why I think that the Switch is. Once the new consoles come out, they're going to move the Switch into the ninth generation. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, is that from? Uh, from uh, oh, I'm just reading the Wikipedia article. Okay. Uh, I think that xCloud is going to be, or all of Microsoft's next-gen stuff is going to have to do with the cloud. And, you know, they're going to have a console that you put the discs in or whatever, you download the games, and you play it right on the console, like, like, a, like a pro version. Right. And they're going to have a cloud version. Right. And I think that's going to be next year, and I think that there's going to be a PlayStation 5. That's what I think. Okay, I think... We're still a ways off from next-gen hardware. Um, I think Microsoft will push. They will lean more towards the complete version of the next Xbox with the disk drive and the hard drive and the cloud gaming. However, they will offer a cheaper model that only does cloud streaming. Yes. Um, And then the PlayStation 5, there won't be. A second model that just does right. cloud streaming. I, I agree. I just think that if Microsoft's doing something like this, especially as early as now, nobody's saying as early as next year. Yeah. I just think because they're saying that they're working on it, 
that means we're getting it next year. That's yeah. what I just think. Um, also, they were pretty light on uh, on uh, E3 this year, weren't they? They just announced that they bought a lot of studios. Yeah, including another one that may, we might get to if we have time. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but I think I I think that uh, if if Microsoft has a bunch of stuff next year, Sony's got to do something. Yeah, and that'll and it'll it'll be it'll be a PlayStation Five. I don't know what the hell is going to be in the PlayStation Five. Probably just a more powerful console. Yeah. I mean, there's not really, any crazy features. Yeah. Get that VR out of there. Yeah, we don't need that. Maybe. See, I was gonna say fix the DualShock because no, no game uses the touchpad anymore. Yeah, stop putting gimmicks in there. Yeah, you got the you got the touchpad. You got the light bar. But I feel like at this point they they can't not have the touchpad. I think they can. Well, yeah, there's backwards compatibility would be. Fun. Yeah. Well, make an accessory. Get that touchpad <laughs> out of there. Nobody uses it. Yeah. People use it as a start button. I know. It's dumb. They, they put a lot of crap in there that we didn't need. Yeah. Um, and make it cheaper. Make controllers cheaper. Yes. Oh, my need, God. Yes. <laughs> they don't need to be as expensive as they oh are. Oh, my God. You don't need to charge three times the amount of money that it makes to... That it, it costs them $20 to make a controller, and yet they charge three times the amount It's because for of it. all the stuff they pack in it. It's we ridiculous. We don't need any of that stuff. It's... Oh, I hate just, it. Just let it play the game. The PlayStation 2 controller is fine. I'll, I'll play all your games yeah. with that controller. And that controller didn't cost that much. No. Uh, Mr. Smiles Cam says giving consumers choice is great. Microsoft has the right idea. I think giving consumers choice is good in hindsight. To a point. Or yeah, to a point. Because uh too many options is a deterrent. Yeah. I don't I can't think of an example. Well, I mean the pro versions of these consoles. Yeah. The pro and the and the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. It confuses people. Yeah. So, uh, it's not, yeah, give people like two options and you're good, but yeah. give people any, anything more than that and they'll start to freak out. Like when the 360 came out, it was like hard drive version, no hard drive version. And then like, you see this with like the iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, the new iPhones came out and it was like, oh my God, it's $1,500. That's yeah. insane. No, it's not. The most expensive one that you can get is $1,500. Yeah. You know, people over-exaggerate there. Uh, we got a $2 super chat from Joaquin Fernandez. Oh, I didn't even notice. Uh, if we get a Switch amp, what would you guys want? I'm not sure what he means by that. I'm going to assume he meant Switch app and then wrote amp by mistake. Uh, I don't get that either. I, I, don't, I still don't get it. Um, we got A Switch speaker? <laughs> like you plug your Switch into a speaker? Yeah, like a crate. Like, like a Marshall? A crate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah I don't, I, I, uh, Maybe... Maybe he's thinking about a Switch app like the Microsoft uh, xCloud app. I think he's trying to say a new Switch iteration. Maybe. But, but I don't know what... I, I, it's something auto-corrected to AMP. Yeah. Uh, or, okay, so if it's a Switch... If it's xCloud on the Switch, that'd be cool. Yeah. Or if it's a Switch app for the phone. Yeah. That'd be cool. But knowing Nintendo will get it 10 years too late and it'll be bad. Yes. I don't think... Some people are like, are thinking that since Microsoft and Nintendo are buddy-buddy, mm-hmm. that... Project X Cloud will make it onto the Switch, which would be amazing. It that, would be amazing. That's never gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. No. Yeah, they're they're probably they I mean this is another this is a good time for the NVIDIA Shield to make a comeback. Yeah. I thought that I thought that did make like a minor comeback. They made another one for some reason. Yeah. But like why? You know? I don't know. And they're working and NVIDIA doesn't don't they make consoles for China? Yes. And Nintendo puts games on it? Yes. They put Wii U games on it mm-hmm. or something? 
Um, or no, they put Wii games. People Wii games on it, yeah. Uh, but as for a Switch iteration, because a lot of people think we're going to get a Switch iteration next year. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to get, but whatever. I would I would have said no, but uh, yeah, we got this asked last week on the podcast, and then all of a sudden there was all this news about there being a, a Switch iteration next year. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very minor, if anything. Maybe the screen will be bigger and there'll be less bezel, but the unit will be the exact same size. Yeah. And maybe a, a better processor making for better battery life, but it won't necessarily be more powerful. Right. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. That's about as much of an iteration as, you think, as I think you'll get. And then that'll be in the ninth generation of consoles along with the other freaking yeah. uh, Microsoft and Nintendo garbage. Oh, he said, Joaquin said switch upgrade. Uh, switch upgrade. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. So, I guess that's that on PlayStation. Yeah. There's like barely anything to talk about with PlayStation. Except. Oh. Go on. PSN. You can finally change your name on oh. PSN. Asterisk. Oh, what's the asterisk? Well, let's get to it. Uh, f- the news is official. Uh, Sony announcing this morning, Wednesday morning, that users will be able to change their old PSN IDs starting in early 2019. The first change will be free, uh, and subsequent changes will cost $10 each or $5 if you're a PlayStation Plus member. Okay. Uh, beta testing for the service will start soon if you're part of uh, PlayStation's preview program and want to try it out. Here's where the asterisk comes in. Oh, boy. Not every PS4, PS3, or Vita game is going to support your new ID. Okay. Per Sony. When you change your online ID, you will have the option to display your previous ID with your new ID so your friends can recognize you. Once you decide to display your old once you decide to display your old ID or not, you won't be able to adjust this after completing the online ID change process. This feature is compatible with PS4 games originally published after April 1st, 2018 and a large majority of the most played PS4 games that were released before this date. However, please note that not all games and applications for PS4, PS3, and Vita systems are guaranteed to support the online ID change, and users may occasionally encounter errors, may, may encounter issues or errors in certain games. If for any reason you experience issues after changing your ID, you can revert back to your original ID for free at any time. You will only be able to revert once during the preview program. Reverting back to an old ID will resolve most issues and cause the ID. Sorry. Stroking Re- out. Yeah. Uh, I was on a roll and then I got cocky. Uh, <laughs> reverting back to an old ID will resolve most issues caused by, by the ID change. In addition, when this feature officially launches, a list of compatible games published before April 1st, 2018 will be provided on PlayStation.com for reference before you make a change. So this has been something that everybody's wanted for a really long time, right? Because for some reason you weren't able to change your the PlayStation technical IDs. explanation is um, you they tied like your PSN ID to your name itself. Yes. Whereas I think Microsoft on Xbox Live it's tied to like a number, and then the name is just the overlay. Same of Same thing number. with Steam. Yeah, Steam has it. So you in the back end there's a weird number, and but your actual given name that is shown is mm-hmm. a number that's tied to it. Right. And Sony 
screwed up when they made their online years ago. Yeah. And made it so that whatever your name is, is what your account ID is. That's yeah. how they identify you. So to make sure you're not trolling or skirting around anything, they need to keep your ID, your ID. Yeah. What they should do is just have that ID, the one that... The backend ID. The backend ID, yeah, yes. if anything. And then if you if you make a new ID, it's like a forwarding address. Yeah. So I don't understand. Yeah, why I don't get do why problems. like this is not a system-wide thing, why this is more of a game-per-game game basis. Well, I could see... I mean, for PS3 and Vita, since those are legacy consoles, that might be an issue there. Yeah, I could see older games not supporting uh, uh, forwarding or like a... Or like right. A, or like a like a go like what do they call it a display name I can yeah. see that, but I mean even still like this should be something that's that gets fixed on a system level, yeah like not on a game per game level. Well, again, I could see older games that aren't supported. Right. Older games or that is one can't thing, update, you know. But like for the PS4, like there should have been a better solution to this i mean oh it, this should have been fixed a long time i'm ago. not looking I to agree. give towards in the mouth i mean i don't have a problem with my psn name but like for the people who do i think this is good you know it's just it's just so weird that this is the way they have to do it you know it's it's we yes yes and it's still not like yeah it's 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 not. It, it's still weird. They they fixed it in a weird way. Yeah. They didn't fix it in like a way that I would expect this because we know the problem. We know what the problem is. Yeah. And they're doing some weird thing. I, I don't understand. But they also are people mad that you have to pay. To I don't. Do it? I don't think so because you have to pay on Xbox too. When I worked at GameStop, kids would come in and change their names like every week. Yeah. They would come in and they'd buy the. Uh, twenty dollar PlayStation uh, uh, Microsoft cards, mm-hmm. and I would always ask, "What are you buying?" Because I could print out a receipt that has just the amount that you want on it. And it, oh, I want to change my name. I was, oh, okay, I could print out a thing that's ten dollars. So I would print out these things for these kids all the time. Just yeah, because you know what they do? They screw around, they get banned, and then they change their name. Yeah, you know. So that's what they're trying to prevent with name changes on PlayStation. Yeah, uh, this is. I, I mean, I'm happy it's happening. Yeah, no, look again. It's a good thing that this is happening. It's just, it's strange that it's happening this particular way. Right. Uh, Users may occasionally encounter errors in certain games. If for any reason you experience issues after changing your ID, you can revert back to your original ID. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I guess like older games. Yeah, so like what was the first Call of Duty on PS4? Ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, so like that might have an issue on it. Uh, a lot of people have some very embarrassing PSN names yes. from when they signed up like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and that's why that way uh, they they do that on uh, on IGN, and now they do it yeah. on uh, the new kind of funny yeah what do they call it podcast PS I love you yes I almost called it podcast my favorite from like one of those is um the chocolate drizz oh my god my favorite is one that I actually saw in real life um. Have you seen my dad? <laughs> and it was a guy. I used to play Destiny. It was a guy hanging yeah. out in the ta- in like the hub world in Destiny, and he's just walking around. Have you seen my dad? <laughs> uh, oh, thank you for becoming a member, Jack Gamer. Hey, somebody became a member. Nice. Look at that. They hit that join little join button. Make sure you link that to your Discord so you can get videos early. Will posted a video early last night. I did. I got it. I got it done on like ahead of schedule and under budget. Damn. 
We don't have a budget. <laughs> also, Jack Gamer, thank you for the $5 super chat. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the next generation of consoles to have a less expensive option without a CD drive for those of us that have decent internet. Well, I think you'll get that with Xbox. I don't yeah. know about PlayStation, though. Uh, good. All right. Next. Next. All right. Switch online, add some games, and an easy mode for oh. one. Oh, boy oh so oh yeah switch online the nes games we're gonna yes. have an additional nes game uh switch online subscribers have access to three more nes games as part of their subscription nes open tournament golf solomon's key and super dodgeball a lot of people like solomon's key not my type of game it's one of those games that i've heard of but i don't think i've ever actually played somebody in the comments of my video was going off about solomon's key and they were somebody was very adamant about how nes open tournament golf is the best golf game <laughs> on the NES. Okay. Which isn't saying a whole lot. There's a lot of golf games on the NES, though. Yes. I played a little bit of... Was it Open Tournament? Open Tournament is the one where Mario's in the red, white, and blue costume. Which one did they steal courses from for Wii Golf? Because one of them has Wii Golf levels. I think it's just golf on NES. That's the one that... Uh, What's his name worked on? Yes. Uh, Iwata. Yeah. Um, that used to be on every Switch and now isn't on every Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, tri- that trio of classic games joins the 20-game lineup that launched in September. So now we're going to have 23 games. Perhaps more interesting than the addition of three additional NES games in an unexpected release of, quote, special save data is an unexpected release of, quote, special save data for The Legend of Zelda, a game that was part of the Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online launch lineup. That save data will let players start their adventure with a ton of rupees and items, including the White Sword, Magical Shield, Blue Ring, and Power Bracelet. Basically, that save file will make The Legend of Zelda a much easier game to start playing for newcomers. In a press release, Nintendo promised to release uh, more special save data for other NES titles. Quote, offering fun new entry points into fan favorite games. If you're unfamiliar with the NES games that Nintendo released for Nintendo Switch Online subscribers today, here are official descriptions. Okay, uh, you get the point. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. So the, yeah, the big the big takeaway of this is that Nintendo is doing special save data, which will have like additional items and stuff for the Legend of Zelda, and they're planning on rolling this out to other games. I wonder what the hell else they could do. What could you do? I like, mean, well, maybe for maybe uh, ghosts and goblins, they need to do oh, something. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Mario Three, they can give you the P wing. Yeah, right. They can give the you gate. a couple of items for Mario. 3. Yeah. Um, I mean. This is this isn't a bad idea, especially because like a lot of these games are much harder. I think it's cool because it's yeah. just an additional thing. Exactly, you don't have to use them. Like that's that's all. Whenever like they add easy modes to games, everyone's like, "Oh, the regular game easy." You don't have to use them. Yeah, just don't use it. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna use special save data for Zelda because I tried playing it and I had no idea what the hell I was gonna do. You're still no not gonna going know. On. Yeah, no, no, no not at all. I know <laughs> you have that. to look it up. Yeah. Uh, or you have, or if you're if you're in the '80s, you have a map that you draw. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, the, NES games are tough. Yeah, NES games were way harder back then. Yeah. So 
Uh, they're 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 trying to make it better for us pussies here in the here in the the teens. Us, us snowflakes uh, on this side of yeah. the millennium. Yep. So I think this is fun. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a fine addition. I, I'm very interested to see what, what they could do for other games. Yeah. Maybe Ninja Gaiden would be a good one because Ninja Gaiden is yeah. in like two months, I think, uh, or next month. It'd be good to get a. Oh no! Wait, is next month Metroid or? I think next month is Metroid. NES games. One month is Metroid, and one month is a uh, is a uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden needs some help. December oh, is yeah. Ninja Gaiden. Uh, next month is is Metroid, which I'm very excited for. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for both of those. Um, yeah, I'm cool with this. Should 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 be good. Yeah. I don't think this makes Zelda that much easier though. Probably not. I mean, it'll it'll probably like just help you out as much as it can because like some of those enemies are tough, and if they hit you. You know, you lose your beam sword immediately. Yeah, which is a, which yeah. is a problem. Uh, this is also interesting if they ever add games outside of the NES yes. collection. So, like, we start getting the SNES collection, the N64 collection. Or Game Boy. If we get some Pokemon games, they give you Pokemon immediately. Ooh. Or they could add Pokemon to it that weren't that in would the be game. Cool. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Open. There's a world of possibilities Yeah. Here. Uh, okay, so that that's that. Uh, oh, speaking of Pokemon, you remember that? Remember that little Pokemon? Remember that Pokemon that, uh, that yes. was in Pokemon Let's Go? Meltan. No, Pokemon Go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a brand new Pokemon. It was the first time we see a new Pokemon mm-hmm. in Pokemon Go. It's got a little guy called Meltan. So he was in, people thought they were capturing Dittos, and then all of a sudden it was a Meltan. Yeah. And then it turned into... No, they would see a Meltan, they would capture it, and then it would turn into a Ditto. And they're like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Uh, this melt. It looks like a Ditto, but with a bolt on his head. Yeah. And uh, his tail is like a wire. Very ugly and weird Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's a mythical... Am I getting that right? Mythical? Not not legendary. Yeah, he's mythical. Mythical. Uh, he's a mythical Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, exclusive to Go. But now we're learning how to capture it and use it. Yeah. And apparently you need Pokemon Go and Let's Go. Oh. So according mm. to Nintendo Life, uh, the Pokemon Company has shared two brand new videos giving us a greater look at Meltan, the recently discovered mythical Pokemon set to appear in Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And as you can see in the trailer above, which you can't because I'm not playing the trailer, <laughs> Professor Willow and Oak, Willow is the professor from Go. Right. Oak is Oak. Mm-hmm. Discuss the new Pokemon, revealing that a mystery box is needed to capture one yourself. You can get your own mystery box by sending Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Pokemon Let's Go Eevee on the Switch. We already knew that sending creatures over to the Switch games could get you candy and other items but we know we now know that a mystery box will also be received quote the first time you send a pokemon over the pokemon uh the official pokemon website gives us a little more information on how this item will work in the games the mystery box closes itself after it's used once 
The only way to open it again is to wait a set amount of time and then send another Pokemon to Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Uh-oh. You can also get a mystery box for sending Pokemon to a friend's Nintendo Switch game, but you can only have one mystery box at a time. Okay. Meltan will begin to appear once a mystery box is opened in Pokemon Go, but be careful, they'll only appear for the player that opened the mystery box. Touch a Meltan uh, you see on the field map and then try to catch it with a Pokeball. They'll only appear for the player that... Okay. Okay. From there, you can then bring the Meltan you catch into the Pokemon Go games on Switch, where it can follow you around during your adventure just like any other monster. Even if you don't catch Meltan in Pokemon Go yourself, you can ask a friend to send one that they've caught instead. Another trailer reveals that Meltan is the most adorable little thing ever to exist, as well as giving us a tease at an involved form. There's a little shadow at the very end of the trailer that you see the bolt head, mm-hmm. but there's like a body. Mm. Though it's it's just a weird block blocky yeah. shape, but you could see that it's a much bigger. So he's going to be able to evolve, and I'm sure right. the evolution form will be a lot cooler. Um, there's some things, little tidbits that we're learning that yeah, I feel like are hidden by the fact that there's a new Pokemon, and I feel like they did that on purpose, probably. Uh. So you can only use the mystery box once, and then it closes for a set amount of time. The mystery box is how you transfer Pokemon from Go into Let's Go. Mm-hmm. That means that you can't load up your Pokemon from Go into Let's Go. Yeah. So you'll you'll have to do them one at a time. It'll probably take a whole day to to do it. So don't expect to for all of your Pokemon to go into Let's Go immediately. Um. Also, in order to get a Meltan, I guess you do a trade once, and then you just get a Meltan? Sounds like it. You can also get a mystery box for sending Pokemon to a friend switch. So if you don't have, uh, if you don't have Let's Go, then I, you just open up Pokemon Go, and I'll trade you yeah. from my Let's Go version. Meltan will begin to appear once a mystery box is opened in Go. Okay, so you do one trade, I guess, from Let's Go into Go, and then you'll get a Meltan. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, Mark Morgan says, can you play the trailer? Copyright? You should just look it up yourself. Yeah. AJ says, I don't give enough of an F about the Pokemon to do this. It looks dumb, fam. I'm going to want it because I want to collect them all. Yeah, you got to catch them all. Because I'm stupid. Uh... James says, can we just get reboots of the GameCube Pokemon games? Colosseum and Gale of Darkness are my fave. What the hell is Gale of yeah, Darkness? Yeah, I've never heard of Gale of Darkness. I'll look it up. Uh, Septa John says, I remember people thought the rumored new Pokemon was going to, to a different form of Pikachu. LOL, I'm sure they're very disappointed. I'm sure that Pokemon, I'm sure that Niantic was like, let's do this. And the Pokemon company was like, no, you don't get to have a cool one. <laughs> yeah. So I remember the so the box art for the Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. The box art looks familiar. Oh, XD. Yeah. Is it Coliseum XD or is it just Pokemon XD? It's just XD? Pokemon XD. Oh. It's an RPG that takes place in uh, f- 
the Pokemon Coliseum world. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. I never played it, but I remember yeah. hearing about it. People were like, oh, my God, it's the closest thing we got to a console Pokemon yeah. game. Commercial success was selling over 1 million units. It's a lot. What is it, Wii? Uh, GameCube. GameCube? Oh, that's a lot for a GameCube yeah. game. Um, that's a Coliseum sequel, he's saying. Yeah. Uh, Ian Quinn says, I call Willow Professor Crabgrass because he's annoying and always asked me, asking me to do complicated tasks I already did. I don't even do the tasks that he tells me to do. I should probably do that because I want, I need, I need more coins in that game because I refuse to pay for them because mm-hmm. I need a bigger bag. Oh, shit. Um... All right, moving on. Will, you're completely checked out of this conversation. No, I am in, I am in like Flynn. Because uh, next we're going to talk about indie devs saying uh, the Switch is the easiest console to work with. Yes. All right. Um, I didn't even read this. <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'm just going to skip right to the quote. Right. No, I'm not. There's some context. <laughs> uh, this new batch of praise for the big end comes from Luke Bern- Bernard, Chief Creative Officer of Development Studio, Arcade Distillery, the team behind Plague Road, Mecco, Tales, and Kitten Squad. I've never heard of any of those. Nope. In an interview with Twinfinite, uh, Bernard was asked about the process of releasing games for different platforms and whether or not this process was the same for each one. Here's what he had to say. No, each platform has their own set of rules and submission process processes. The easiest so far has been Switch. I can't mention much because of NDAs, but that's the easiest one. They're fast with emails, easy to get a hold of with developers. Nintendo has done a complete 180. They're pretty much how Sony was years ago. Sony was at the height of the indie scene and now it's become kind of Nintendo was like that. Who's like that? Uh, Bernard went on to direct directly compare and now the it's Switch. Become, and now it's become kind of Nintendo who's like that, saying that uh-huh. Nintendo is now what Sony was back then. Bernard went on to compare to directly compare the Switch with the PlayStation family of consoles, suggesting that the PlayStation isn't quite as welcoming. Now I know how to work with all of them, but PlayStation isn't as user-friendly. That's the most I'll say. Uh, I could see that because PlayStation is the one who's holding off on back uh, on uh, cross-play and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they, they came right at the gate at the beginning of the generation. We're like, oh, we're so friendly with Indies, and now they're just like, uh, we're Sony, we're on top, everybody can kiss my ass. I think the reason why Nintendo is so welcoming now is because they need third-party games. They can't just have first parties anymore. Yeah. That they need additional support. It's interesting, though, that they're saying that Nintendo is easy to work with and all that because there have been other, like, reports from other indie developers saying that Nintendo, like, they're not great with promotion of, like, indie titles. And even, like, the eShop, like, it's not... I mean, it's better than, like, say, the iTunes App Store... But it's not curated in a way that specifically highlights certain games. I think the promotion is very selective. Yeah. Because they have the Nindies Directs, and mm-hmm. that gives a lot of promotion to these things. But um, 
they, they, they not every game gets you know thrown in the indie select, and sometimes they they uh, there's very popular games that they leave out. It's very yeah. weird. They're very weird about it. And the eShop it needs a lot of work, but yeah. I think that otherwise they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, they, I mean it's good that they're communicating with developers. I just think that you know if the the reports are true that you know curation is bad and promotion is bad like they need to really work on that i think that they have a good uh they have a team an indie team in in nintendo in nintendo of america where they're just recruiting indie developers and trying Mm -hmm. to get them to get their stuff on the switch so that's where the communication is coming from i'm pretty sure that's a new thing for nintendo yeah so uh i could see this microsoft i'm sure is pretty is pretty decent yeah indies. from what i know they've gotten a lot better from when the generation started they were good uh, on the 360 on the 360 yeah but i mean they also but they would used to have things like your first uh patch update is free then the second is like a ten thousand dollar charge yeah <laughs> and then like there were all these requirements to being an indie where sony once put out like these are the requirements and it was just a blank sheet of paper mm-hmm. so but now roles have reversed sony i mean i only remember them being good with indies on the vita yeah you know well indies were good to the vita <laughs> yeah that's true too uh so now now nintendo's taking that role because they have yeah. the weaker console mm-hmm. and they, they have the weaker console but it's also like you can play it on the go yeah which is like yeah. great for indies i think that um a lot a lot of indie games just happen to be like low powered and like two-dimensional like yeah you know, side scrollers and stuff I want to play those types of games on the weakest device that I have and the most convenient thing that I have, yeah. you know? So that's why they're perfect for the Switch. Because mm-hmm. if if I could have these games portably, why not? Yeah. Previously, a lot of these indie games, I would be totally fine playing them on my phone. Certain ones... Certain ones, yeah. I mean, some of them, like, you know, the ones that would need buttons, definitely you'd want to play that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, nothing like... Nothing that required, a, like, very quick reaction time. Yeah. But still, like... It keeps, like, turn-based games... They should be on the phone. Yeah. There's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Unless they're very high powered. But uh I think XCOM you can get on the phone, but mm. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Um AJ says, That was Wii U era, Will. I think you may be remembering the odd world devs quote. I don't remember what I don't we were talking about. The Wii U is great with indie games because of uh uh meme run the the wii u was originally like the worst for indie games because they had that infamous quote where reggie said like you know a lot of indie developers work out of the garage to work on the wii u you need at least an office that's messed up yeah <laughs> that's messed up um i was joking about meme run that game sucks yeah uh aiden kelly says who tf cares if people like Fortnite. yeah i think it's garbage but i give zero f's if that's how you choose to spend your time it's a effing video game let me tell you something aiden there was a lot of Fortnite news that i didn't put in here because i didn't want to talk about it. yeah like for example i'm gonna talk about it anyway <laughs> they have they uh they're releasing a 30 dollar physical bundle for published the by warner brothers what yeah warner that, brothers that's is... a hell of a deal for warner yeah. brothers Epic should have self-published that. I, they easily could. Yeah, why? Yeah, they could have. Why yeah. didn't they? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Warner Brothers. That's yeah. crazy. It's crazy that it's crazy that uh, Thanos was in it and it's now being published by, yeah. by Warner Brothers. Um, 
that and uh, uh, McFarland Toys is making toys. Yeah, Fortnite toys. And uh, everyone was posted in at least in the Discord that I saw. Apparently, like all the Halloween skins are out. Yeah. So everybody's playing the skeletons. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Also, the Halloween skins for Overwatch are out, and they look amazing, <laughs> as always. Uh, oh, so I want to talk about real quick how much Mario Party sucks. Okay, do that. Uh, Mario Party sucks. Mario Party, I've always hated Mario Party because uh, you, you've, you've played Mario Party in the past. Well, a little bit, yeah. Have you always thought that it's just completely arbitrary and nothing matters and they just pick random winners? I don't know. I haven't played enough to like get into the minutia of it. But it was just like a, it is what it is, you know. So I've always thought the Mario Party stupid in that, like you know, like it's 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 similar to Mario Kart, except there's a lot less skill involved in Mario yeah. Party. They just they 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 try to help up the the weaker people, mm-hmm. the people who are less good at the game. They try to they like throw stuff at them to make their lives uh-huh. a little easier. But the way they do it in Mario Party. It just becomes completely arbitrary and, and stupid. I want every single mini game, not every single one, but I want most of the mini games. Uh, I had the most stars and the most coins at the end of the match. Okay. There was an extra hard CPU character that was right behind me. Mm-hmm. There was a hard CPU character that was behind him, and there was a normal CPU character that was behind him. So we were in difficulty order okay. and then me okay then one of them got a, one of the the third place person got a star for getting for having a boo for getting a boo item <laughs> just for that he got yeah. he gets a star the last place person got a star for landing on the on the worst spaces you landed on all the bad spaces so much that you get a star now the entire roster flipped Really? And, the, and the normal person, Waluigi, the person who was the <laughs> easiest difficulty, won. Then the next easiest one, and then the hardest, and then me. Wow. The whole thing flipped. Wow. Absolute garbage. Yeah. This, this, this game. There's no skill involved. It just Also, there's no online. The online is just mini games. You just play mini games. That's uh, it. And it's I, only some of the mini yeah, games, not that, all the mini that games. Works. Why does that work? There's no, there's no tabletop. The whole board game thing, it's, yeah, it does, doesn't work online. Well, tabletop, like I, that I can imagine, like that's supposed to be like a group of people in the same room. Online, you're probably just gonna want to cut through the BS and just play the mini games anyway. No, I want to play the freaking game. Right, it's well, a multiplayer game. Why can't I play the game online? Fair point. There's a, there's a new mode with the rafting online only. Okay. Um. Uh. There's a there's a rhythm mode. That is really cool. I like that. It's like Rhythm Heaven, but with Nintendo characters. That's cool. You're looking at text messages. I, I can see text you looking at text messages right now. But I, heard trying to podcast. You, I heard everything you said. <laughs> um, the Rhythm mode's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, otherwise, I think, I think it's a dumb game. Only get it if you're going to have three other people that want to play specifically this game that are in the same room as you. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be like a party game. It's not supposed to be like a game that's taken seriously. It's supposed to be a game that you play with casuals. Yeah. But otherwise, it, it people have this weird nostalgic connection with Mario Party, so they have to defend it yeah. for some reason. But like, it's not a good game. Well, you because, got, your nostalgic you know, connection is with the friends that you played with. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, they did hurt their palm trying to play that game. So yes. there's that. The, the, the burn in on the yeah. N64. Uh, so yeah, don't don't get that game, and yeah. especially don't get it if you wanted to play online with people because you just straight up can't. Right, unless it's just a couple of the mini games. Makes me very angry. Well, mm-hmm. um, Aiden says it does seem weird to not include the full experience online. I agree. Uh, Lewis says Ma- Mario Party pairs well with alcohol. Yeah, correct. Um, GK Dope says the mini games are what people really want to play, it's but true. you can't play them for that long because there's only it's only like ten or so mini games oh. that you can play online. So like you're not getting a solid session in. So then that sucks. The board game part prolongs the experience. Yeah, if you're playing Mario Party, that's what you think of is the is the board game thing. No, you think of the mini games. The, the board games is just the connective tissue. Yeah, the yes, board game yes. is the overworld map, essentially. Yes. But I think that's very important. Yeah. I've never been... I've never been... I mean, I don't play much Mario Party. I've never played much Mario Party. But right. I've never... Every time I've ever played Mario Party, it's always like, hey, let's play Mario Party. And then you play the whole board game for like an hour. Uh-huh. Not, hey, let's play Mario Party. Let's just go through all these mini games. Mm-hmm. There was that DS game that was just mini games, which yeah. everybody freaked out about, but then it was only a DS game. Um. All right. All right. Why don't you tell me about... Oh, no. We don't want to talk about Venom. Today. All right. We'll keep going, and then we'll talk about how much I didn't like Venom. Okay. All right. Uh, so earlier we were talking about Microsoft potentially buying another studio. Yes. This isn't confirmed, but sources say that Microsoft is finalizing a deal... To acquire independent game development studio Obsidian Entertainment. Now, Obsidian, everybody's saying mm-hmm. Obsidian, the company that made Fallout New Vegas. Correct. That's like all they've done. No. <laughs> they have a bunch of other games, they but they're bu- all like nothing exciting. Well, they you got to dig through their library, which I will do if Wikipedia opens for F's sake. <laughs> uh, uh, did they do Star Wars? They did Knights of the Old Republic too. Oh, okay. Which I think was their first game, actually. Jeez. That's a hell of a game to start with. Since New Vegas, they haven't really done anything crazy. They did South Park, the first South Park game. Which South Park game? Stick of Truth. Really? Yeah, that was them. And then Ubisoft took over, and Ubisoft whatever did Fractured But Hall. I thought it was THQ. THQ published it. THQ was publishing it. Oh, and then they went under. Then they went under, and then Ubisoft took it over. Never mind. Obsidian's doing a lot of great work then. So Obsidian, (laughs) uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, Never Never Winter Nights 2, Alpha Protocol. um, Alpha Protocol. Get that out of there. (laughs) Alpha Protocol interests me because it's an an RPG. Yes. But it's a spy RPG. Yeah, that was its whole thing, but it got like a 6 out of 10. Yeah, it got like really bad reviews, and I kind of hope if Microsoft does buy obsidian they do make an alpha protocol too with microsoft's money they'll be able to like make it good they will never make a sequel to alpha protocol <laughs> well something similar because because <laughs> beta a, protocol yeah a modern uh rpg like that's based on like espionage that's way more up my alley than medieval fantasy lord of the rings crap i'm interested in bethesda's uh next oh thing. their space force yeah, whatever star 
Vale? Yeah. Starfield? Starfield? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I'm interested in that because it's yeah. just a but it's just an RPG, but yeah, sci-fi. Right. That sounds cool. Uh, Dungeon Siege Three, South Park Six Truth, Pillars of Eternity, which I believe was their kickstarted game, which was a very successful on Kickstarter. Um, that's more of like a classic top-down perspective game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've had a lot of stuff and they um had a lot of popular things, um, but they were never really. Like, you know, one of the bigger, like, independent studios. They're not, like, a Gearbox or anything. I had money that they were working on uh, Fallout 76 or whatever that was going to be. Yeah. But apparently they're not. It's not, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see. There's, there's more to this article. Uh, compelling argument for the sale is being is that being owned by a company with deep pockets will offer Obsidian stability and resources the likes of which they have never seen before. Um which is true because a lot of their projects, like they had a real hard time getting funding for. That's why they had to go to Kickstarter for Pillars of Eternity. Um, in late 2017, Obsidian announced that it was developing a new RPG that would be published by a private divi- by private division, a label of 2K games designed to fund mid-sized games. The companies did not say anything about which consoles the RPG would, would be available on, and it's not clear how this sale will affect that game. One option is for Microsoft to buy out the contract. Another is for Microsoft to simply inherit it, allowing Obsidian to tie up loose ends as part of the acquisition. So they still have a development deal with uh, 2K to make a game. So this acquisition could throw a wrench, wrench into it. Either Microsoft buys it outright and they it's an Xbox exclusive, or they let Obsidian finish their deal and put it out. like Kind of like what they did with... Um, Ninja Theory with Hellblade. I think they would absolutely, even if they buy it, and mm-hmm. I think they would be like, "I'll finish the 2K game, whatever." Yeah, and, you know, they they have studios that work on, uh, yeah, other other consoles. You know, yeah, Mojang. So, so. yeah, so I, I think that they'd be pretty lenient with that. I don't think they're going to be, you know, yeah, this I don't is think this is what snuff it down. This is one more thing I want to say. Uh, Obsidian and Microsoft have a checkered history. Before the release of the Xbox One, Obsidian was working on an Xbox-exclusive role-playing game published by Microsoft called Stormlands. Tense disagreements between the two companies led Microsoft to cancel the game in 2012, and some involved, and to, and to some involved, it was hard to imagine that the pair would work together again. The Microsoft department is under different leadership now, however, with Phil Spencer taking up the top role in early 2014, and the move appears to make sense for both parties. So they got canceled back when back before Phil Spencer took over and like rebuilt the Xbox division from the ground up, trying to make it more uh, friendly to everybody. Microsoft bought five studios? Yeah. They announced at E3? Four, and then they created a fifth. Okay, so they bought four and made a fifth. Yeah. This would be their sixth. Yes. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Which is good because they have they are, they, they, they got have nothing. Not, they've yeah. not been good with exclusives. No. So this is I think this is great. Yeah. No. Obsidian's a great uh developer. Yeah. So and hopefully with um you know, with the backing of Microsoft, we can start to see, you know, more games, more polished games from the studio come out. Yeah, I so. think that they've been in a lull for a little bit since, yeah. since the since uh South Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we reach for comment, Microsoft say we do not comment on rumors or speculation. Um, and a Obsidian spokesperson said, unfortunately, we don't comment on rumors or speculation other than to say that the rumors album by Fleetwood Mac still holds up. 
Damn. Yeah. Nice. Good on them. <laughs> now let's l- listen to that whole album and see if they were trying to tell us something. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Next. Fruit All Nut right. says, if this happens to be the case with Microsoft, do you think we could get Banjo-Kazooie back? Why? On Nintendo? Yeah. Why, what, if what happens to be the case? Oh, I, I, if the acquisition happens to be a case, but why would we get Banjo Kazooie specifically? Is it because you just think that Microsoft has now six studios? If this is true, that could work on a Banjo Kazooie game. Yeah, <laughs> they just need. Well, they have the license. Yeah, and they it's have, rare. Yeah, it's rare. So they could do it. Rare's working on that sweet, sweet Sea of Thieves money. I, I don't have any sympathy for people who who want a new Banjo Kazooie game or a new Crash Bandicoot game. Right. Or a new, uh, I think that's it. Because we got those uh, as or as soon as the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. and nobody cared. Yeah. Uh, when, back in the Xbox 360 days, people were like, oh, man, they need to make a new Crash game. And I was like, they just did. <laughs> and nobody bought it because it sucked. Well, to be fair, the new Banjo-Kazooie game we got was Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. And it's yeah. nothing like what Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie were. Right. So a new Banjo-Kazooie game would presumably be Banjo-3E, the direct sequel to Banjo-Tooie. Something like more like that. Not a game where you have to build cars that don't drive properly. What we properly. got instead was Ukulele, which was pretty much just Banjo-Kazooie. But I think that games like that aren't as exciting today as they once were. Ratchet think, and Clank did a good job. I think the idea of them aren't as exciting because they're... You want you want I think the, the game, gameplay isn't as exciting. That's the thing. You want the game as you remember it, not how it is. Right. Exactly. Yes, you're absolutely right. So because they're simple games, um, and when you get them as a sixty dollar game in, in 2018, it yeah. doesn't. Fe- it feels like it should be like a thirty dollar game, right? Know, like a quick experience. Uh. All right. Well, what's next? Uh, well, LKM Cherokee, $5 Super Chat. Thoughts oh, yeah. on Wonder Woman, Justice League Dark, Witching Hour, Flash 56, and Detective Comics nine, That's 990. That's a lot. Yeah. Dark Side will kill you with the Omega Sanction if you didn't read them. Uh, first of all, Props for not using the Alexander Luther death from from Infinite Crisis. That's his, old, that's his go-to threat. Oh, I when, didn't know When that. I don't read I didn't something. Know so thanks for changing it up. Um, well, I guess he's going to have to hit me with the Omega Beam and send me back to the Stone Age. I didn't read any of them. Uh, I, I've told you I don't read Justice League Dark, and I'm not reading Detective until uh, Tomasi takes over. Um, I am interested in Flash, though, because Wally West dies in Heroes in Crisis, but he's still alive in the Flash. So I want to see how that gets tied in together. Spoilers for, for the comic book that none of you people read. Yeah. Also, I, last week I told you to at me on Twitter... Uh, with the books you want me to cover. And you were talking to me on Twitter before. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I will use those $5 and get those comics. And I will let you know at a later date. <laughs> uh, speaking of comics. Yeah, speaking of comics, though, we got our first look at Ruby Rose's Batwoman. Oh, let me pull it up on the, on the screen. Yeah. She looks... I didn't think it was... I thought, I thought it was a fan creation, Will. Ooh. Gotta say. I mean, let's let's that props on you for linking the JPEG and not the article. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, look, it's the CW, so of course it's going to be a budget 
uh, like a yeah, budget I, restricted. But I mean, other than that, I think the concept is there. It looks like Batwoman. It does. I you know? I don't I don't think it's a you know what I think it is I think the suit's fine. This whole image sucks. Yeah, no, I think that the, 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 the picture is bad. The, yeah, the the po- the pasted in obviously green screened Gotham City mm-hmm. is terrible. Um, I mean, honestly, I think you know her boots and gloves should be red like they are in the comics, mm-hmm. and the cape needs to be much bigger. But other than yeah, that, yeah, it's they should they they got to do what they do with the with Batman the movies they have like a thousand different capes. Yeah, which I'm sure they'll have. But I mean, that's Batwoman. Yeah. She looks like Batwoman. She looks like Batwoman. I'm not upset. Yeah, I'm up. I, I think. I think what my problem with this is the picture itself. I is mean, a bad picture. I'll be honest with you. This looks better to me than our Green Arrow and Flash's costumes on those shows. Because mm-hmm. Flash to me always had like a big head. Like his head was like abnormally like large, kind of like mongoloidish. And Arrow's is just a, a hoodie and a mask. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the. I just hate these shows because they're, yeah. they're they're in that weird, like you're already watching a comic book show or a comic book. You know, you're you're watching comics in a visual form. Yeah, in the in the real world, which is already weird. But they don't have the budget to uh, to go a little bit beyond your disbelief, right. like like uh, like the movies do. Yeah. Like a good movie will, you'll be able to suspend your disbelief a little bit. I think uh, Daredevil on Netflix found yeah. a way to do it really well, but even still, like it's still a TV show, so it's hamstrung by like its budget because yeah. like Iron Fist definitely was. Jessica Jones felt like it at times. Um, apparently, The Defenders looks really cheap. Um, I'm not. I'm not a, I, yeah. I haven't watched any comic book shows my problem with the cw shows is that there's too gosh darn many of them and they just keep adding them and like i i hadn't i hadn't watched any of them yet and by the time i was ready to start it was too late because they added like three other shows they all started crossing over with each other and i just i just can't do it i cannot do it the only one that i've the only episode of a comic book show that i have ever seen was an episode of Gotham that you were watching for a video. Yes, and I wish I didn't because <laughs> that Something happened bad. in it and we both just started hysterical laughing. Yeah. I don't remember. It was it was a shaky cam like Oh, was it, it his was it Gordon's face? Yeah, they attached was the like camera running. to his to like his body. <laughs> it was a body mounted shaky cam. That was bad. That was terrible. That was awful. Um uh Bright Shiny Shadow. I like Preacher a lot. It's a pretty great comic show. I've heard Preacher is very good. I've heard good things about a lot of these things. Yeah. Preacher, I feel like it would be easier to get into because it's just Preacher. Yep. It's not Preacher crossing over with other Garth Enos TV shows. Uh, Ian Quinn says, Legion is the only superhero comic book show I can handle. I heard good things about Legion too, but that's yeah. like on the bottom of everybody's lists. Not that, not that it's bad, it's just that it's not as popular. Yeah, but I think... I think Legion. Uh, Legion Aubrey is. Plaza's in it. I love Aubrey Plaza. Oh, Legion! I'm I'm kind of confused with uh, f- the freaking CW shows because they have <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, which I keep thinking is Legion of Superheroes, ah, okay. which is two completely different things. Um, yeah, no, I heard Legion is very good, um, but it's very bizarre and yeah. it's on FX. I um, want to see that Netflix show, Maniac. 
is it called? Yes. Yeah. I want to see that. That's like Legion because it's like crazy. Yeah. I want to see yeah. it. Uh, Kojima really likes it. So I got to see it. Now. Yeah. It's uh, Kari Fuganaga, I think, is the director. He directed all the episodes and he's directing the next James Bond movie. Ooh, maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll watch a James Bond movie finally. <laughs> um, you know, it's really good. What's a really good show? My Hero Academia is very good. Yeah, finally I got, heard, I've heard finally about got that. all caught up. Yeah. I'm also almost done with uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront. I don't know if I said this on the podcast yet. Second season, far superior than the first really? season. Really? If you like yourself some uh, Gun Grave or Trigun, just dive into the second season. Don't even worry about the first right. season. I might have to do that. Because <laughs> you might feel a little lost, but they don't explain much in the first season. The yeah. second season of Blood Blockade Battlefront. It's a lot of episodes where they they do a lot of character building. So one episode will be on one character, and the next one will be on a different character. Similar to how they did in Trigun. You know how in the beginning of Trigun, you'd meet a new character, and the whole episode would be about that character. Yeah. And then they go to they do that in Blood Black Cave Battlefront. Very good. Nice. Oh, it sounded like you were going to launch into something. No. Uh, James Gunn is Ryan Suicide Squad 2. Yes. Uh, I'm disappointed about this. <laughs> Uh, Warner Brothers has just confirmed to io9 that James Gunn is in discussions to write with an eye to direct the next installment of the Suicide Squad franchise. He'll have a completely new take on the property. This is obviously big news for a lot of reasons. James Gunn, of course, fired from Guardians of the Galaxy because now all of a sudden Disney is offended by tweets he made uh, 10 years ago yep. that they should have known about. Um, so now the rival franchise company, Warner Brothers, snatched him up to do a DC property. Um, and you know, honestly, they picked the DC probably that might match his sensibilities very well. Yeah, he's just he's just gonna make a Guardians of the Galaxy. Movie. Yeah, just uh, not in space. But he's writing it; he's not directing it. As of now, he's writing it. They had a director attached before, but I guess it fell apart. So they might have him direct it as well. Also, famously, James Batista, Dave uh, Batista, Dave, good old James, James Batista. <laughs> Dave Batista, very big advocate of James Gunn. Yes. Very, like, pissed off that Marvel fired Like, publicly him. has said, like, I will finish my contract, then I'm done. Unless they don't use James Gunn's script for Guardians 3, then I'm out completely. If they don't use yeah, James like, Gunn's script, then I'm out completely. Um, well, he tweeted, where do I sign up? Because yeah. he wants to be in whatever James Gunn is doing. Yes. Uh, which would also be very interesting because yes. he's on the friggin' Marvel side and now he wants to go over to the DC side. Well, a lot side. of the actors are on both sides. True. So, True. it doesn't really matter. Um, but Dave Batista is, like, very vocal about his displeasure of it and, like, has very openly said, like, I will quit. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Disney fired James Gunn. Whole controversy happened. I wonder if... Marvel tried to make good with James Gunn, and James Gunn was like, "Not nah, forget it. I'm sick of this already." I know there was that meeting between James Gunn um, and like the heads of Disney to try and like work something out, and they were just like, "No, we're sticking to our guns. You're you're out of here." They said that. Is it confirmed that Disney said that? Disney said it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was more because like Kevin Feige was trying to get him back, mm. but Kevin Feige apparently wasn't in that meeting. Sounds like a very important meeting to be in. Yeah. Um, That's so, garbage. I, I, I'm i upset because what the hell does this mean for Guardians? What does it mean for uh, good old James Batista's yeah. character? Um, it sounds like they could just leave him dead in, uh, yeah. in uh, 
uh, well, I think he's Infinity War. finished with Infinity War. So, like, whatever that's oh, going to okay. be with. That's true. So, it's just Guardians 3. Well, they could just know. leave him out unless yeah. he's that important. I, I doubt it, but. Uh, and he's like, that's like a great character. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, like, and I just don't care about the DC films. I just do not care. Uh, Nearly as much as I do about the Marvel Yeah, films. no, I mean, they, they seem to be trying everything they can to turn the ship around. Maybe Aquaman will do it. Did the Aquaman that, trailer come out? At week? New York Comic Con, they released like a five-minute sneak peek. Oh, yeah. There's a lot in that trailer. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. I think it looks very it good. Looks very, I'm very surprised. <laughs> yeah, even with all the colors. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm glad it has all the colors. Because yeah. it's better than just dark blue. I think it might actually be pretty good. Yeah. I, I will see that. I, first, I got to watch Justice League, which, uh, which I'm putting off for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, keep putting that off. Uh, so, yeah. Um... I would rather James Gunn get his own thing, not just inherent Suicide Squad of all things. Yeah. I think he could do good, but I want yeah. I don't want him to direct. I want him to have a hand in the writing, but also direct it. Yeah, because that's where he's good. He's yeah. good at that. He's he's got the good. He's got a good. Chops. He's got a good voice for directing. Um, James Ryan in the chats is probably a test to see if Mister Gunn can work his magic on DC. As he did in Marvel. If the Suicide Squad does well, he may direct another DC movie. If he does well in that, it could be the resurgence of a good DC movies. I think that there's no reason not to just give him the reins of whatever he wants. Yeah. Because he already proved himself with, with a very similar comic book movie. And DC is not exactly in like... They, they don't have yeah. a lot of clout, so no. they, they have room for experimentation. Here's the problem, though, with because um, you you know giving James Gunn Suicide Squad and then giving him something else and then giving him something else, kind of like how they gave Zack Snyder Superman and then they gave him Batman versus Superman, and then they gave him uh, Justice League. So that worked out very well. Well, the problem is that they he, they gave him Superman. He made a bad movie. And yeah. They're like, oh, how about you make another one? And he's like, okay, I'll make and he another made bad an even movie. worse movie. Yeah. I I watched Man of Steel and when I when it, when the credits rolled I went uh oh somebody next to me went wow and I went yeah, that was pretty good <laughs> and then everybody yelled at me <laughs> I got screamed at in the parking lot I walked out of that movie I was like what the hell did, that was not a Superman movie I um, remember enjoying it but I in hindsight I could see that it was not a Superman yeah. movie uh anyway last thing right. we have here is that DC rethinking black label after batman's dick controversy <laughs> oh do tell will so do you remember like a few weeks ago the dc launched their black label it's supposed to be uh the top writers and artists in the industry doing whatever they want with uh the dc characters it's geared more toward a mature audience mm-hmm. you know tackling like more mature subject matter uh, the first issue, the first issue of this whole label was Batman Damned by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo, and part of the artwork of the initial printing, uh, Lee Bermejo drew Bruce Wayne's penis, and like as he's getting undressed in the Batcave, completely nude. Just Did, there, didn't just they obscure it in the, co- in the color? In the comicsology version and in future printings, including the trade, they shadowed it completely, so you don't see it. I've seen. I can now say I've seen Batman's penis. How? What are we talking here? It's average. 
But like it's still okay. shat. Like you see an outline of it, you don't see like the full thing and all its vain and glory. Disappointing. Whatever. They were trying to be subtle about it, or you know, classy, if you will. However, because you see Batman's penis, mm-hmm. that's all everybody talked about, <laughs> and it was a big controversy, especially because they tried to cover it up. Um. So at New York Comic Con 2018, Polygon asked uh, Jim Lee and Dan DiDio, the uh, f- co-publishers of DC Comics, if the conversation around Batman's penis was a hurdle for the imprint to get over now, or just an example of all publicity is good publicity. Uh, Jim Lee acknowledged that Batman Dams garnered a lot of attention for its production errors, their words, <laughs> um, but said that ultimately the book would bring readers back to issues to read issues uh, two and three on the strength of its overall content, not just a few panels. Uh, Jim Lee says, I think we made some choices after it went out and there were some production errors that led to the book being published the way it was uh, that ended up that and that ended up being the big story. Thankfully, people were very pleased with the story and the content, the beautiful art and the story that Brian Azarell and Lee Bermejo had come up with uh, really resonated with readers. Uh, But the reception to Batman Damn Number One has prompted some rethinking at DC even if it's just a more cautious approach. Uh, it's, made, it's made us certainly look at what Black Label is and think about whether these elements are additive to the story. Uh, this is from Jim Lee. And that's something that we'll be more mindful of going, going forward because I don't think we want, ne- we want necessarily a repeat of what happened with the first issue. And Dan DiDio chimes in, it's something we wish never happened because it really took the attention away from what we thought the qual- from what we thought was quality storytelling, and that's not the way we see this imprint. As a matter of fact, we are excited by all the books that we have under Black Label, and it's important. And it's an important line for us. So much of that, we're actually repositioning some of our older material that has the same tonality and bringing it into bringing it in and reprinting it under the Black Label name. They want to take older comics. That could possibly fit under Black Label, like Batman Year One or DC New Frontier or the recently released Batman White Knight. Mm-hmm. Things that stand on its own that are more like creator driven, of more like with a mature bent. Like put that under Black Label. Keep it like give put it all under the same umbrella. Um, but now because of the controversy they're like rethinking exactly what they want black label to be do they want it to be you know something where creators have like all the freedom in the world just go nuts and just have dicks everywhere just because it was a little penis yeah well the whole purpose was to be a little raunchier not raunch violent not raunchy i mean the book's very violent it's not so much raunchier it's just more because like like max or whatever they were called or wasn't it wasn't Vertigo a spinoff of of uh... yeah yeah well Vertigo isn't necessarily like raunchier I mean they do have like Vertigo features nudity in the comics what was the Punisher on Marvel Max, Max? Yeah, yeah yeah Marvel Max yeah something like that like maybe like a one step below because like the mainline DC comics are basically like supposed to be PG thirteen across the board and Black Label could step into our territory mm-hmm. I guess. The male genitalia is a step too far. <laughs> it wasn't erect. If it was erect, yeah. I could see all this controversy, but it's just a dick. Yeah. 
Come on now. I mean, but th this leads into the question because you have other books like Frank Miller and John Romita Jr.'s Superman Year One. And Frank Miller, especially in his later years, is a very controversial writer. So I'm sure he's got some weird things going on in there. They, they're going to try and censor Frank Miller. You have John Ridley's The Other History of the DC Universe, which tells the, DC, the history of the DC Universe from the minorities' characters of the DC Universe. So that's not going to be all peaches and roses. <laughs> um, you have Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez, Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons, which is the lost history of Wonder Woman's Amazonian forebearers. You know, the Amazons are violent people who used to walk around naked. You know, God forbid there's a there's a little bub. Yeah. God forbid. So, I mean, it's it sounds like they got thrown for a loop because of Batman Damned. You know, this this starts a slippery slope because once you tell a writer or an artist you can't have this, then does that mean they can't have this and this as well? Is it because of the comics grading board or whatever they call it? The well, the Comics Code Authority? Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah, that hasn't existed for years. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this whole thing stupid. This whole thing, There's no yeah. reason for any of this. Yeah. I mean, I understand... Are you worried about tarnishing your name? It's a different... It's a completely offshoot yeah. brand. Yeah, there's no reason to be upset about this. Yeah. I mean, I understand if you if you want to censor the penis, like if that's one thing. But like to rethink the entire line, like that's another. Yeah, like Batman Damned. From what I understand, it was the perfect introduction to a new, more mature, more creator-focused label. So, censoring that just defeats the purpose. For some reason, this whole conversation prompted Crash Bandicoot in the chat to talk about how much he loves Beast Boy. And that concerns me a little bit. I mean, Beast Boy is not a bad character. No, it concerns me because of the conversation that prompted him talking about Beast Boy. Mm. He wants to see Beast Boy's dick, Will. That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. Okay. Uh, Grimhane, bad dick has already had more than too much time. Oh my God, they had a penis in a comic book. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal because it's Batman's. The chat has erupted <laughs> in people talking about Batman's dick. And of course, immediately out of the gate, Eric Henley. Bat dick and Nightwang. That was from the last time we talked yeah. about this. Yeah, I remember. All right. Do you want to talk about Venom or yeah. do you want to do the Tweet of the Week? Uh, let's do the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the week, tweet of the week, right, tweet of the week, and then we'll talk about Venom. So Tweet of the Week needs a little context. Well, have you ever All heard right. of the manga... The Enigma of Amagara Fault. It is a horror manga. Never heard of it. It's about this, this, this something. Ha this fault line shifts, and then there's this giant like canyon that appears, and inside of it are human-shaped holes. Okay. And everyone's like, "Oh wow, it's crazy! What's that doing there?" And then people see the hole, and they see it on TV, and they go, "Wait a minute, that one's that one's mine. That's my hole." And they have to walk to the hole and go into it, and then they get sucked in. And that's, okay. that's the manga. The tweet is it, it's, it's from Space Coyote, Coyote, and it says, This is what you get when you have me in Slack. And it's a picture, it's a, it's a picture of the spider donut mm -hmm. from Dunkin' Donuts. It's right. a donut with a donut uh, hole on, in it, it's a donut with a munchkin. Yes. In it. Uh, and it says, I feel like this is an unwritten rule that you don't put a, a donut hole inside of another donut. And then this guy drew a munchkin 
going into the hole just like it was in the manga and it says it was made for me this is my <laughs> hole and then he made the end of the manga which is like uh, that takes too much explanation but if you've okay. seen the manga this is very funny will i promise okay, <laughs> okay. i i believe you <laughs> that's how the manga ends with Durr. it's mm-hmm. like a big scary thing that happens okay anyway okay the whole manga is free online if you want to read it. it's very good <laughs> <laughs> We should give ourselves a time limit to talk about Venom. What do you say? Five minutes? So right, people... I'll, try, I'll try and do everything I can in five minutes. Okay. So uh, in f- you got five minutes. I'm going to put a timer. All right. Well, I got it here. Just tell me when to s- start. Okay. We're doing five minutes from right now. All right, so it's, leave. It's not a very good movie. Okay. It's not the worst comic book movie I've ever seen, but it's it's not very good at all. Spoilers. If we, yeah, we're, so we're going to talk enough. about spoilers. So the first, I, I checked I checked my watch. The movie started at 12. And as I was watching it, I'm like, I was starting to get bored. So I was checking my watch. It takes a half an hour for Venom to merge with the symbiote. Okay. To get infected by the symbiote. During that half an hour, completely bored. Like, nothing interesting happens. You know, they're trying to, like, I guess, build up context and backstory and whatnot, but none of it's interesting. So, Venom Venom gets infected with the symbiote. And then another half hour passes where it's him, like, trying to figure out what's going on. All these wacky hijinks happen, and he runs into a fancy high-society restaurant where Michelle Williams and her new boyfriend are, and he's doing all these things like eating raw lobsters and jumping into a lobster tank to try and regulate his body heat, trying right. to be slaps. It's trying to be like, because he's possessed and nobody knows what's going on, but it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there, all this is going on. And then at the hour mark, he finally turns into Venom. Okay. But by then, I was out of it. Because then it then there's another hour left in the movie and it rushes to conclusion. Like it just it just speeds it just speeds ahead. Things are removed from the story like to, that would have explained a lot. Like there's a plot point where they put him in an MRI machine to try and figure out what's going on with him. Um, they find out that the symbiote is eating away at him, and that like it causes heart to go into atrophy and like it could kill him if. You know, if, uh, it sounds like the opposite of what the symbiote does. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's never brought up again. Okay, not not once. Like by the end of the movie, it's just like Eddie Brock and the symbiote are like bros. Never brought up again that the symbiote. It sounds is almost in. like this movie needed some context. The movie needed, <laughs> it needed it needed another movie before it. Yeah, it needed let's say a movie where. A hero that you are well aware of gets infected with it mm. first, and then it gets put on Eddie Brock. But yeah, uh, f- the the main villain is Riz Ahmed, and he he gets infected with the Riot symbiote. They fight for like what ten minutes at the end, and it's not interesting. It's what is liter- the Riot symbiote? It's literally just gray venom. Is that a thing in the comics? Yeah. Oh, and it's just like you know, it's just. Two goo monsters fighting each other. It doesn't look... It's not interesting at all. That's dumb. That's there, there's a lot of attempts at humor in this movie that just, like, fall flat. Like, it feels, like, really awkward and forced. The funniest line in the movie happens, like, somewhere in, like, the boring half hour 
where this is after Eddie Eddie Brock ruins his career, ruins his girlfriend's career. They break up. She's seeing a new guy, and the new guy like meets Eddie on the street, and he says, "Oh, you're Eddie Brock. I used to love all your uh, news." Uh, your news videos, you know, where you try and take, you know, people down. And Michelle Williams goes, yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> like, that was funny. That was the only thing that elicited a laugh uh, in the theater. Um, there's, a, there's a subplot with with how Riot like, gets combined with Riz Ahmed. It takes forever. Because the symbiote lands in, like, Asia. And then, like, it body hops... We're following this symbiote body hopping between people to get to San Francisco. How does it know, like, the rest are in San Francisco? How does it know to find Riz Ahmed? You know, there's all this, like, things that are going on that doesn't need. I have a minute left, and I haven't even gotten to the post credit scene yet, which is... It's in your video. It's in my video. She just watch your video. Yeah. It's done. You haven't even spoiled the, the movie, really. Yeah. I really honest. haven't. So, but I know people, like, if they hear anything, it's considered a spoiler, so... Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any sympathy for those people. Yeah. <laughs> um it, it it's it sounds like uh I, I, I It's know. very messy. Yeah. I mean you could tell things were chopped out of it. Um like they were trying they're just trying to rush to conclusion at a certain point. Um I will say the best part of the movie was the final end credit scene, because it was a three minute preview for Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh. Oh, that why? was pretty cool. I, it says, <laughs> meanwhile, in another universe. I guess because they're trying to tie them all together, like the Spider-Verse and whatnot. That's so weird. I yeah. guess they were just trying to promote yeah. Spider-Verse. That's yeah. just their way of doing it. I mean, I, fine, whatever. Yeah. I'm very excited for Spider-Verse. Yeah. The five minutes is up. Okay. Uh, we haven't spoiled Venom, I don't think. Yeah, it I don't sounds think like we, we have. haven't spoiled it at all. And if we continue to talk about Venom, we're not going to spoil it. Yeah. So, honestly... It really wasn't the worst comic book movie I've ever seen. It just it wasn't interesting. It was very choppy. The pacing is all over the place, especially towards the end. Um, they they don't explain. Not that they need to explain a lot, but like there are a lot of parts where you're like, wait, what about this? What about this? Oh, here's a question I wanted to ask. Okay. Uh, this probably isn't a spoiler. Uh, where did the symbiote come from? Is it space or it's is space? It, it is space. Yeah, it is space. Good. Yeah, that, that ties into the whole, like, uh, Riz Ahmed's character is, like, trying to f- get the symbiotes to help global warming or some crap like that. <laughs> I heard uh, the Venom stuff that's going on in the comics right now is, like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I heard it's incredible. Yeah, like, apparently... I, I, I gotta start reading that. Spoilers for the comics, but apparently uh, the the Venom symbiote or the symbiotes in general are... Um, are uh, mystical like yeah. beings from space that have been around since the dawn of time and yeah. created like the universe or something. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um all right. Yeah. I don't know. I know I know people are like really into the movie though. That's weird. Yeah. I think they just like Venom. I think so too. But I mean even if you like Venom, I just don't see how you can like I don't think this movie did him justice. Like it's, it's a PG thirteen movie, and like which you can make a PG thirteen Venom movie, I think. But they try to have their cake and eat too. Like when they show Venom like attack like random thugs, or um, the fight with the SWAT team. You know, it like, I guess this is considered a spoiler. He does make good on his biting people's heads off. 
but it's a PG-13 version of that. So it looks very awkward. Hmm. Like they cut it like right when he like is about to bite the guy's head off. That's not that's so only in the trailer. It's only implied, yeah. Um, so I, I if you're saying it's boring, I'm gonna have to wait till it's out of theaters. Yeah, I, I would say wait. I mean, it's, I'm not sitting through a theater for two hours. Yeah, no, it's yeah. I I, I would not recommend. Let's plow through some questions and stuff. Okay. Now is when we will talk to you people. As always, reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you respond, if you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, now is the time we will answer it. And as always, if you are watching this right here, right now, start leaving your comments in the chat and we will get to it when we're done with everybody else. Starting with the hashtag WolfDenLive. Yes. Uh, we got over here. Where are you? Uh, uh, I think this was the last one. The Thinkology Network. There has been quite a bit of discussion regarding the fan dedication of the GameCube controller and its continued support by Nintendo for the latest versions of Super Smash Bros. Is this praise deserved? I'm on the fence of acquiring one. Will thinks that the GameCube controller is the best controller ever made. One of the best controllers ever made. You don't think it's the best? No. What is the best? I thought I always thought you thought it was the no, best. No, I said it was one of the best because I like the way like it contours with the hand. Okay, what is the best? Probably the Xbox 360 controller. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think the GameCube controller is great, but I think that uh, people are people need to give it up. The Pro Controller is perfectly adequate for Smash Brothers. People need to give up the, the GameCube controller. It's the button shapes the, and, and the, the placement. The, the placement of the C-Stick is really good the for C-stick Smash Brothers. And the A and B buttons. Yes. All that and and the jump buttons that that yeah. it's all very important for Smash Brothers, but the but the triggers are awful. Yeah, the trigger like I can see the triggers being a problem. Yeah, it'd be cool to have a modified GameCube controller that has everything good except for the the uh, triggers. What are you, is that the hashtag Wolfden Life? Yeah, it's from last. It's from six days ago, so they missed last week. Okay. Um, there's only two more. Uh, Q73 Power. Says mythical Pokemon can only be gotten through an event such as going to GameStop to get a code. There is no way to get them in game otherwise without glitches or hacking. Legendary Pokemon can be found in game like Mewtwo. There might be exceptions. Well, everybody yelled at us last week that it wasn't a legendary Pokemon, that it was a mythical Pokemon. Yeah. Are you telling me that it's actually a legendary and that we were yelled at for no reason? It had a slate that had like its like hieroglyphics yeah. into it. Anyway. Uh, uncertain sound hashtag Wolf Life. If James Gunn somehow got the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy main or supporting roles in Suicide Squad two, which characters would you choose for each of the cast to play in the movie? That's a tough one. I don't know enough about Suicide Squad to like uh, answer that. F- but have probably have Chris Pratt be Captain Boomerang. Put. <laughs> um, Bradley Cooper, get him out from behind the microphone, have him be uh, Rick Flagg. Put Vin Diesel in the Killer Croc outfit. All right. Because uh, I kind of want Will Smith to stay Deadshot and Margot Robbie to stay as Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Saldana, have her gain like 200 pounds or put her in a fat suit, have her play Amanda Waller. All right. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. And what about our buddy James Batista? James Batista. Uh, oh, actually, James Batista should be uh, Croc. 
Or no? No, give him something else. Give him, like yeah. a villain or something. Give him... I heard. I saw somebody like say Bane. Okay. I, it could work. Yeah, that yeah. would be great. Especially like, if they do a Secret Six route of Suicide Squad. And kill but, a croc and fight Bane. That'd be yeah. cool. Uh, Just like in the comics. Undead Drew says, which is worse, the movie Venom or Eminem's song and music video? LMAO, sorry. They did play the Eminem song uh, during the end credits of Venom, and I'm just like, he's still around. I haven't haven't even heard that. It's like, Venom, Venom. It's pretty bad. Oh, we got another one from Little Skeet Skeet. My dogs, what do you think is, I think he did Wolf Den Library. Why didn't that show up in the hashtag? Uh, what do you think the best way to get into game collecting? I'm interested in it, and I envy your collection and setup. Thanks for the answer. Y'all are are, are stackable and snackable. Thank you. Um, uh, I think the best way to do it is to just buy the stuff that you want. So it's funny you say that because today uh, Chris Kohler posted. That's the end for the hashtag, by the way. Don't don't tweet it. Yeah. Anymore. Uh, Chris Kohler, a uh, video game journalist who currently writes on Kotaku, actually wrote a, an article about getting into video game collecting. I need to read that. Yeah. Uh, let me find it. I'll send it to you. And one of the things he says, though, is like, start collecting what you want to. Yeah. Don't. Uh, That's the thing. We only get the games that we want. We don't. We're not trying to complete any collections here. Yeah. We're just. we. Uh, I just go, that's cool. I want that. And then I buy yeah. it. Yeah. You know? I mean. There are certain things like that I might be specifically looking for. Like I'm currently on like a, an on and off quest to try like to try and find some of the Indiana Jones games because for some reason he doesn't have many good ones and I feel like he should. So I want to get them and like play through them. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's mostly like oh I remember playing that at Blockbuster. Oh I remember playing that at a friend's house. Oh I've always heard this is good. I should check it out. Yeah, yeah. So things like that. Um, same thing with con- when I collect comics too it's like oh that's something I read back in the day oh I heard this was good I am currently on a quest to collect every issue of Young Justice but that's another thing yeah. so we were on a quest to collect every like Sonic game for the Genesis like why not yeah like why didn't we we almost completed it so we might not just finish yeah. it out. stuff like that but stuff like that yeah we wanted that stuff yeah get the stuff that you want F- yeah. figure out what you want and then get that if you like N64 games make a whole collection of N64 games. Yeah. You know? uh, his big points, uh, just to sum up, uh, buy what you like, which mm-hmm. is what we said. Uh, n- knowledge is money, so start learning. Basically, like do research before you just start buying things. Mm-hmm. Know how much things are supposed to go for and see like if you can haggle or whatnot. I always, when I'm at a store or I see a game that's for sale, like I did this at Comic-Con, I, I look on Amazon for the price yeah. and look at what the used prices are going for. I've done that. Uh, yeah. I do that every single time I buy a used yeah. game. Except when we go to the video game trading post. Yeah. Because I'll pay whatever I want. Well, yeah. I'll pay whatever they want. <laughs> um, tell people that you started collecting this way. Like, maybe they can help you. Um, try to find... Uh, f- what was it? Oh, find your local community. So, like, go on Facebook. Try to find, like, people local. who like, go to, like, swap you. meets. Yeah, swap meets. You know, just things like that. Also, conventions. Go to conventions and get things there. eBay is pretty good. I'm shocked at the Game Boy Light that I got on eBay. Yeah. like so cheap. Yeah, no. Don't be afraid to like look online too for certain things. But yeah, um, I'll put this in the keep so that you can read later. Put it at the top. All right, thank you. Uh, last week's Walk Down Live, we got Adventuring with Meech, who says, As far as being afraid to buy a console late in life, I'm a believer in it. 
I bought my PS3 the holiday season before the PS4 launched, and I am pretty. I, I'm really looking forward to getting an Xbox an Xbone come Black Friday slash Cyber Monday. Sure, you miss out on like AAA's in on launch day, but if you don't mind playing older games, you can get a better experience, single player at least. Like one, games get cheaper. Two, you get DLC bundles cheaper. Three, you get bug fixes from the get go. And lastly, pretty much everything is ironed out. Like accessories, for instance. The Switch is one of the first new consoles I've ever owned. I love all the accessories and stuff, but it's a minefield. You get dumb stuff that seems good at the time, or you get straight-up dangerous stuff like the third-party docs. People buying a Switch now could, can see reviews on this stuff and see what is tried and tested. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to score a good deal on an X-Bone S and get Forza Horizon, Halo, and Red Dead, which is a game I would 100% buy new. But F PC gamers, am I right, Rockstar bastards? He's upset that uh, Red Dead is still not coming out on PC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with buying a console later in life. Yeah. We no. used to do it. Yeah. We used to do it. I mean, even I bought, uh, we bought a Super Nintendo like 20 years after it came out. What am I talking about? I bought an Xbox last year. Yeah. So yeah, I still do it. I bought <laughs> I bought our PS2 like in 2004, like four years after it came out. That and the PlayStation 3 also. Yeah. That was very late in life. Yeah. We always had a console though to play. Always, like yeah. we always got the new the the new generation. We just held off on the other right the the, the competition. Yeah. Um, if you're there's nothing wrong with buying a console. It's only. A problem if you're going to be upset when they come out with a new console right. the next year or something, mm -hmm. which you shouldn't be because yeah. you're getting a year's worth out of that console, yeah. you know, or whatever, however long you're getting. Uh, Colin McRae, the Harry Potter novels have earned vastly more than the movies. The movies are Hollywood blockbuster trash. It's incredible to me that anyone could address the series as big a film-based pop culture phenomena. I think that the movies for sure are a major reason why the book sold as well as they did. I think they helped. I mean, the book, when it came the, out, the sold books were a crap ton. Already, yeah. But the movies the definitely movies took it to the next level. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I can't speak to the quality of the movies because I've only seen half of them. Yeah, same. Um, but, you know, everybody I know who's seen them likes them. Yeah. Like, even, like... Even if they read the books and like, of course, oh, the book's nothing like the movie. Like, they love them. Chicks like Harry Potter. Chicks, chicks love Harry chicks Potter. Chicks dig Harry Potter. Uh, high Voltage. The Harry Potter game is set in the 19th century, not the Fantastic Beasts series. That's set in the 1930s. So I guess that rumored Harry Potter game was a prequel to everything? Damn. Then why is Harry Potter's name in it? Yeah. That's a problem. Unless his like great grandfather is also Harry Potter. That's true too. Yeah. That could be it. That could be a loop around. I mean, they need to have Harry Potter in the title, but you gotta have Harry Potter in the game. If you gotta put Harry Potter in the title. The Harry Potter. They need to. Then they need to create a new, like, general name for the franchise because yes. if you call it Harry Potter, you expect him to be in it. They 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 screwed up. They need they need a better brand awareness. I mean, the, like Fantastic Beasts should be called Wizarding Worlds. The, the Wizarding Fantastic. Worlds of Harry Potter. Yeah, the, the franchise name is The Wizarding Worlds of Harry Potter. Yeah. But they, it should just be The Wizarding World. Yes. Yeah. The Wizarding Worlds, uh, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. Yeah. That's what it should be. So, like Star Wars, so and so, yeah. you know? 
or even Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Uh, Lev, Mia, Bob, is it normal for the Nintendo Switch to glitch out? I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. No. <laughs> and move your character without you doing anything. Sounds like you got a Joy-Con problem. Yeah. Sounds like this happens sometimes when you leave a controller upside down and one of the sticks is, you know, yeah, being offset. Uh, so don't leave your Switch on its face. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's Joy-Con, so its joysticks are like all weird. And don't turn it on with a controller upside down. Yeah. Either. Try turning your system off completely, waiting a second and turning it on again, not touching anything. Yeah, any and move stuff. move the joysticks while it's off. Make sure they like reset yeah. themselves. Uh, Childish Giant, new Switch hardware in 2019. Boy, make a video, Plex. Please, that means please. Oh, it does. Uh, this one was for the dozen people that asked you for it. Oh, that, I think that's Fred adding yeah. that at the end. Um, I don't know. I guess I should make a video on it, but it's a little too late for that now. I don't know. I feel like it's never too late to talk about new systems because everybody's always like, oh, there's going to be a new this. I should just talk about next gen completely because there's yeah. a lot to talk about. Now we're in the chat. All right. Start asking us and things. And we're going to do this quick because I got to pee. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Prom dates. That Sigma statue is the stuff. Uh, where can I get one? So you can get it on Amazon. This is the, I did this at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bluefin booth, which ah, uh, where is it? I have this awesome Mega Man uh, toy that I got mm-hmm. at the Bluefin booth. It's gold. It's going on eBay for a lot. Um, Bluefin has really good toys. Um, I saw this and it was in a giant box and it said it had a post note on it that said thirty five bucks and I was like, ooh, thirty five bucks for this giant Sigma. And then I looked it up on Amazon. It's going on Amazon for fifty five. Wow. So, so I had to do it. Yeah. I had to do it. This this little guy I saw at a comic book shop once for 80. Yeah. It was there at the Bluefin booth. 25. Wow. Worth I was it. I was going through trying to get like all the issues of Young Justice trying to complete the collection. And as I was doing it, like you find like spread out through different booths, like, you know, two dollars each, you know, five for ten or whatever. One booth had the complete collection, fifty-five issues. $350. Jesus Christ. That series is not worth that much money, even if you do it based on cover price. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So no thank you. Brandon says, why didn't I see you guys at New York Comic Con? How did you enjoy Comic Con? What panels and stuff you got? I didn't go to a single panel. Yeah, I didn't. We don't do panels anymore. It's just not. We got to do next year. Every freaking convention we go to now, we got to do something. Like yeah. a meetup or like a panel or something. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that we gotta work on. Yeah, because but um, it always sneaks up on us, and we 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 don't anticipate seeing as many people as mm-hmm. we as as we think that are gonna be into our stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we just bought, I just bought toys. That's all I did. Yeah, I bought a lot. Of, I bought a lot of comics. Uh, I, at, I checked out some original art, but I wasn't really into anything. Yeah. Um, I got to meet the creators of Young Justice and tell them that they wrote an amazing series. I got to tell Terry Moore, the writer of Rachel Rising, that he made the best comic book I've ever read. And my friends all agree with me now. Hashtag Will was right. Mm-hmm. Um, met DMC of Run DMC and John Leguizamo. That was rad. Um, John Leguizamo, I had a conversation with him about my uh, yeah. camera lens. And uh, f- yeah, it's a good time. It's way too many people, though. Was yeah. it a quarter of a million people, you said? 
That was the estimate of what they thought they were going to get. I, I don't know. It. I don't know what they actually. Got. I'm sure they did. And they closed off where Artist Alley used to be, which is like, you made it smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand why they did that. Uh, uh, Ian Quinn, Bluefin has been great uh, uh, about bringing stuff outside of Japan. Yes, they have been very good. Mm. Oh, they have. They had a lot of great stuff at, at, at Comic-Con. They had a line just to buy stuff at their booth. Yeah. But I waited till the end of the day and the line was pretty short. For both. I went there twice. I went there yeah. both days. Uh, Deceptive John, Will, do you think Ghost Rider would make a good addition to the Netflix universe? Yeah, but they have him on the Angels of Shield, though, so they'll probably keep him there, which is weird because it's the car Ghost Rider, not motorcycle Ghost Rider. Dominique says, "Do you think Super Meat Boy Forever will still release this year?" I didn't even know. Oh, I forgot that was coming out. Yeah, if they don't have a hard date. Probably and they don't then. announce it soon. Yeah. I don't think it's happening. Probably not then. Yeah. Uh, Aiden said, did you guys see the Wii in the Altoids tin? I was going to put that in last week's show, yeah. but I didn't because it's, just, it's yeah. just a Wii in an Altoids tin. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive that it was able to do that, but he, even he admits like this is the dumbest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool that, I mean, it's cool that you can get a Wii that small. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh... Grim Haynes says, Will, why don't you like Maximilian, uh, Maximilian, Maximilian Maximum Carnage? What was wrong with it, in your opinion, such at, as it is given you like Ang Lee's Hulk? So my problem with Maximum Carnage was when I read it, I felt like every other, every single issue was Venom saying, we need to kill Carnage. Black Cat saying, no, we don't. We can do this by the book. And Spider-Man going, I don't know who to listen to. <laughs> There's one issue where he's like, he looks like he's going to join Venom's side. And the book ends like, all right, no more Mr. Nice Spider. And then the next issue is like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so that's why I, don't, I didn't like Maximum Carnage. Spider-Man just doesn't have good, like books <laughs> his current book is very is very good right now under mm -hmm. nick spencer the problem with spider-man is that like his bad stories are just as famous as his good stories mm. and that's a problem <laughs> that is a problem uh rune lynn says do you think slash want vr on the next generation consoles no i don't care about vr anymore no i don't care it needs to be just this and you put it in a thing and then it got all the bells and whistles yeah they, they need to like streamline it completely yeah you know and make good, better software. When for I it. said this, I, I held up my phone yeah. for the audio listeners. <laughs> uh, Executor says, You're making a video on Red Dead 2, Bob, in some way, shape, or form. Yes. It'll probably be about PlayStation 4 Pro, though. Yeah. Not uh, not specifically on Red Dead. Uh, Grim Haynes says, Okay, that's fair. Spider Man is pretty wishy washy. You know? Yeah. Uh, Brandon says, Sp Insomniac Spider Man, have you played? Of course. Yes. Uh, I did some videos on it. It is very good. I beat the game. I want to go back and do all the collectibles. And I think I am going to have to get the season pass get all the DLC You missions. little bitch. I'm sorry. I don't know how I'm ever going to beat it. <laughs> As There's too much going on. And if yeah. everything distracts you, you want, you want to do the I side know. quests. Well, now that I beat the story proper, I can go and do all the side quests. I don't know if I'll ever beat it. So it's Too much too much happening. There is a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of crap coming out. I think Pokemon? I might... 
I think I might just take a break from other games and just play Spider-Man. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go, November. Okay, Apparently, so November. Spider-Man is the most platinumed game. Already? Yeah. It's already the most platinum. Yeah, game? more people are platinuming Spider-Man than any other game. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Because people people never finish games. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work to finish a game. Yeah, especially a big open world game like that. Uh, Bruce, Patrick, anything else Switch related you want to talk about, Bob? No. <laughs> Got nothing. If I did, you would know about it. Yeah. Um. Aqua, this is you pick one more. I'm gonna read this one. All right. Uh, are you happy about Xbox's phone streaming service coming soon? We talked about it earlier. We did talk about it earlier. I'm happy about it. I am excited to be able to play console quality games on my phone, certain ones, while I'm out and about. Especially if I can get like my Xbox Live, my Xbox 360 games, or my my Xbox Live arcade games, mm-hmm. like Sonic Adventure 2. If I could play that on my freaking phone, that yeah. would be sick. Uh, I had one. I just lost it. Aiden says, so you're not excited about Borderlands 2 VR? No. No. Oh, Will doesn't. Definitely no. Will really doesn't like I Borderlands don't like for Borderlands. some reason. I, I liked Borderlands. Even if record. I did like Borderlands, to do a VR version of 2 now is insanely late. VR is like, people are starting to get over VR, and Borderlands 2 is like, what, 10 years old at this point? VR doesn't lend itself well to uh, regular games. Like you can't just you can't take a game that's a normal game and retrofit it for VR. Yeah, it, it's not going to work unless you do like a lot of work. It's 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 not a it's not a it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um. All right, all right. I think we're good. Yep. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always. Wolfden Live is every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put this up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do so. We are an audio podcast as well on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Speaking of iTunes, you were on a podcast this week. I was on a podcast this week. Talking about Halloween. The Halloween movies, yes. I put a link in the description of the video. Oh, thank already. you. Yeah, so go check that out. Uh, I was talking about uh, our two friends about uh, the Halloween movies. We mostly talk about the first one. Um, we try to talk about the rest as much as possible, but we go off on a lot of tangents. So, yeah, check it out in the description below. Uh, listen to them. It's it called the Bad Taste Bad Taste Video. Yes, bad, bad Taste Video. It's over on iTunes. Yeah. And uh, subscribe to them, too, because they're good dudes. Also, we got we got the join button under our thing now. Yes. Uh, you click that, you become a member, and you link that to your Discord account. You get some videos early. You get the little little flare next to your name in the comments and in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get uh, priority in our multiplayer streams, which we do once a month. Stuff like that. Yeah. So you could also do that for free using Twitch Prime if you yes. just do it on a Twitch account. And of course, Wolf Den Apparel. Oh yes. We should course. plug that. Because... I've been I've been knee deep in the the next line. Oh. So get ready for that. Underpants? No, no underpants. Damn it. It's gonna be completely different than what we have up now. So if you So underpants. So, so don't wait on buying the stuff now. So underpants. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um 
If you're modeling them, fine. <laughs> we'll lose money if I model them. Over on Twitch, I'm playing Pokemon Hard Gold. I'm having a good time. I like that game. It's a lot better nice. than than Pokemon Yellow. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Oh, if you want to see me play Mario Party, go over to where our, where we post our uh, vods. It's on a different channel. Go to our channel page. Click the. You'll figure it out. Thank mm-hmm. you guys for watching. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.